0: Missy D Missy D She's so talented you know Mm -hmm. Excited, I don't even know what number podcast it is. Who cares about the number? It's about the quality of this podcast and every single podcast that I do. I want to welcome you to another podcast of the Journal of Missy D 3.0, and I am so excited! So I'm just gonna go straight into it. Who cares if we go over on time? I don't even know why I harp on about uh, that. I'm going over time because it's up to me how short. Or how long this podcast is because it is my podcast. I was actually doing a bit of podcast research the other day and some people do like three hour, two and a half hour, one hour, one and a half hour podcasts. And I start panicking when I get to about 45 minutes. And that is the, the fault of my baby sister who's always kind of told me, don't do more than 30 minutes. It gets boring. (laughs) That's her opinion. It's my podcast. And I think a got a good, comfortable 45 minutes to 50, 55 minutes is a good amount of podcast. Because if I was a boring podcaster, then that would be far too long for you because you'd be like really struggling to get through. But you know me, I just come up with really nice, tasty ideas and good podcast content. <laughs> so you never have a boring or dull moment on the Journal of Missy D 3.0. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Are you good? Good. Good to be back with you guys. And I've got firstly, can I give you the breaking news? Next week, you shall be in for a real treat because I have coaxed my mother, my mum, to do a podcast with me. And she's very super excited to be doing the podcast. Uh, She did actually say to me, hold on a minute, I need to check my diary. Uh, and you need to book me. I was like, are you are you joking? And she went, no, <laughs> let me check. So she checked her phone uh, where her diary's in her iPhone. And well, she does have a paper version as well, by the way. Uh, I am free on Monday. Yes, I can do it with you. <laughs> so I had to book officially my mother to come on to the podcast. <laughs> and she hasn't got an Indian accent. I just like to do the Indian accent. Uh, when I speak about her, you'll hear what she sounds like. And you'll be really, really shocked because I tell you this. Let me just tell you this thing, right? My mum is one of the rare people in this whole world now that has a home telephone. Like most people have got rid of their home telephones. Most people just use their mobile phones. In fact, let's go one step further. Most of the auntie brigade because of uh, the want of not wanting to spend money, usually phone from their WhatsApp because they think it's free, more freer then the telephone plan that they have they don't realize they can call from their telephone on the plan that they have uh, and it won't cost them anything but then i've 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 gone through that route and i have talked to an auntie and she says well she's only paid to have 30 minutes of telephone and uh i don't know 50 texts or something like that and so therefore they call on the whatsapp which is really annoying because the whatsapp doesn't really ring that loud do you know what i mean anyway <laughs> Mom has a home telephone, right? And I refuse to pick up her phone because it rings all day long. Ring, ring! You know, in the middle of my podcast, you've heard it so many times. And now I've said it, it's probably going to start ringing any second now. So when I pick up the phone, the very, very, very rare occasions that I do, I say hello. And they say, Rijinder, <laughs> which is my mom's name. I'm like, <laughs> same, If you don't understand Punjabi, they, that, they just basically said that you two sound the same and your voice sounds exactly the same. Then they go on to say, that basically means, I thought it was a And I'm like, no, auntie, it's a ritu. And I'm like, I'll just give it to mum. That has been my dialogue with them, uh, for as long as I can remember over the last, <sighs> Five decades. Okay, I couldn't speak when I was three. Oh, maybe I could have been, sp- I, well, I could speak when I was three. And I remember having one of those phones when I was three, too. But they were the best phones. That phone was the ones with the cord on it and the little dial on it with the, when you stick your finger and you go, oh, they were the best phones ever. I'm telling you. Uh, we shall be reminiscing on Monday. Um And I think I'll get the real deal stories from her as well. You know, I've told you all about the Scotland story when dad came from India to Scotland, married her. They went Gravesend, all that business. I haven't told a lie, but I'm sure I've got bits wrong. And she knows the real deal. So she will kind of go through that with you. So we'll start with that. Uh, <laughs> I've got a feeling she may become a regular contributor to the Journal of Missy D 3.0. She does fancy herself as a bit of a star. Um, And she loves it when people recognise me, honestly. I went to the Navin Kundra concert Sunday just gone. And I tell you what, I, since being in radio, have come across... A lot of artists, artists from India, Pakistan, the UK, British Asian DJs, all that kind of business. You know, from being in the days of uh, Leicester Radio, like Subbrush Radio, then it was a Radio XL, which is in Birmingham, then Club Asia Radio, then Buzz Asia Radio, then Love Asia Radio, and you 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 strike up relationships uh, with artists. You know, from the from the Jay Shawn's. Yes, I do know Jay Sean very well. Jay Sean's of this world, Juggy D's, Rishi Riches, Bally Sagu, all these people, you know, Punjabi MC, Taz from Stereo Nation. God rest his soul in peace. I can't believe he's still, I can't, still can't believe that he, he passed away. So going back to Navin Kundra. Like I said, I've come across so many artists and the general consensus when you come across an artist is that they, they are slightly egotistical. They do have the rude boy kind of like persona. Wa gua, Missy D. <laughs> What's happening, Missy D? Yeah, man. And I done this and I done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it do, in it die, brav. And they're a bit like that. When you see them in clubs or uh, events and stuff like that, they have their security around them and they have this kind of like, do you know who I am kind of edge. And even when they, they perform, Many of them, I tell you, it's awful. It really, really pisses me off when they mime or sing over their songs. Sometimes they don't mime, but they sing really badly over their own tunes. So what happens is a DJ plays their song. They are given a microphone and they sing over the song really badly. And it's just really shit. I mean, who? literally, they come to do karaoke on stage. So what I find with Navin is this. He is one of the most amazing artists that I have ever come across. He is very humble, full of humility. He is full of authenticity. He is a very authentic person. His singing is absolutely off the Richter scale amazing, all sung live. You can tell he's put a lot of effort into practicing his songs, his lyrics, his dance workouts, his outfits, and most of all, what I love about this man, he really, really reminds me of me when I used to work on stage a lot and used to do lots of hosting of lots of shows. My biggest uh, asset would be audience interaction and getting the audience going. There's nothing worse than having a host on stage and and then not getting your audience involved. They don't feel involved. They don't feel part of the show. Uh, and this is what uh, Navin Kundra did. Navin Kundra got on that stage and he interacted with every single person that was sitting there watching him, that had come and bought a ticket to watch him and really made them feel part of his show, part of a big community, part of a family. It was absolutely off the Richter scale. Amazing. He even spotted me in the crowd and said, like, oh, my God, Missy e. D, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I I always support him when I can. I even went to his very first concert in Coventry, which I'll tell you about. And he was like, what song can I sing you, Missy? And I was like, can you sing me Adnan Sami's biggie Biggie? He'd already sung Dipa Dipa Barasapani, which is one of my favorite songs as well. And he sang it especially for me, which was absolutely amazing. Like Navin, if you don't know, Navin Kundra is a, a Coventry boy. And I have known Navin since the days before he even sang Deiriliye. Yeah, honestly. He even sang a little kind of promo for me, which I'll have to find. If I do find it, I'll add it. I'll add it at the end of this podcast, okay? But he did it especially for me and sent it over. And I was like, Navin, I love you. I love you. So yeah, he has known me since day dot. I wouldn't say we're best mates and we're always even friends, but we know of each other in the music industry, in the in the media industry. And he's always, always had time for me, as I has for have for him. We've like gone to dinner together, we've hung out together, he's played me his songs in his car. So you know, I know him at that kind of level and was it after? Lo- I think after lockdown, he did his first ever live show and he wanted to do it in his hometown of Coventry. So he did it at the Belgrade Theatre. So I went to that concert. It was about two or three years ago. And I think it's 2021, actually, two years ago. And I remember clearly then as well, I was in the audience and he stopped the show just like he did just now. And he was like, I just want to say a big, massive hello to Missy D, who has always supported me in all my work and one of the first people to play my song uh, in London on Club Asia Radio. And he doesn't forget stuff like that. He doesn't have any issues showing big love to those that he wants to show big love to. And that's the kind of person, as you know, I am. And as you know, half the time when I kind of like big people up, people get really confused or they get really embarrassed or they get like, why is she being so nice to me? Why is she saying thank you all the time to me? Why does she kind of big me up? You know, I'm I'm not worthy of being bigged up or you know, you don't have to keep saying thank you. But I've always been that like that as well. If I find that someone has done something for me, then I want to show them love and gratitude. And I know it makes people uncomfortable, but that's fine. So it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. So I was like, yes, yes, Navin, thank you so much. So honestly, if you've never seen Navin Kundra and he's still uh, playing his shows, please get yourself a ticket. I'm not being paid to to promote him. Honestly, if you want to see a really humble performer, uh, a performer that really, really gets the crowd going, he had the whole, whole of the whole auditorium. Uh, Where did we go? We went to uh, De Montfort Hall in Leicester. Every single person was standing and dancing and singing and having the times of their life not even big big Bollywood concerts that I have been to have managed to do that so big up respect going out to my man Navin Kundra and God bless you Uh, I I honestly think Navin you are underrated Uh, you need to be up there in 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 the the names of Bollywood Uh, you should be now playback singing for Bollywood in fact you should be doing concerts across uh, the world and you need to reach that high stardom place uh, where you belong so i bless you with lots of love and blessings and i hope that one day inshallah uh, you will get there so that's my that's my big up navin because i wanted to do that because it's always great to highlight people that do their thing but they don't show off like a lot of people do moving on swiftly <laughs> I want to tell you another thing. So I already told you, mum's going to do a podcast on Monday. Navin Kundra was out of this world. Monday after the show, I had to go really super early because I had my very first treatment with the bioresonance machine. It was one hour 45 minutes. There you go. What did I tell you? Look, there's the telephone for gender, And it's probably, she's actually got um, something wrong with the shoulder. Might be the hospital or doctor or something. I let it ring. Ring, ring. Thank you. That no, hasn't. St- oh my good God. Anyway, so I had this treatment on Monday, and it was we had the scans before. This was actually for me to go there and actually have the frequencies go into my body, at different numbers, and start killing off the viruses. And bugs. So it's 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 quite a simple thing. You line this blanket, this blanket is then plugged in. So this blanket is made is made of some special kind of material. Okay, and then it's plugged plugged into a bioresonance machine. The machine is programmed and it kind of uh starts to put in different frequencies at set times so it might like do a frequency at 1.0 for 3 minutes and then it jumps to a different frequency say 10. Point, 10.5 and that goes on for about 5 minutes then it jumps to a different frequencies the frequencies are programmed by the practitioner and those frequencies are all in relation to what problem problems you have so obviously mine are the uh, the uh viruses within my lungs within my body the bugs the um what are they called? The, that, that big parasite and all that kind of that kind of stuff. So we did the treatment. And when she finished uh, the treatment, she said, how would you feel? I was like, actually, I didn't feel anything. I did find it quite difficult lying on my back. I'm not a person that lies on my back to go to sleep. And that's since having the lung disease, because what happens is I get liquid pooling around my kind of throat. And I also have like post nasal drip and rhinitis all because of this lung problem. So it all kind of pulls down and it kind of makes it difficult for me to breathe and I start whistling and all that kind of business. So I was like, I found that a little bit difficult. So she had put two pillows under me, but she goes, I just want to let you know that I actually did some work on your chakras too. I was like, oh, you didn't tell me that. And she said, I tested your heart chakra and um, it's completely out. And normally when you have an out of whack chakra, You can program it, uh, put a program on it to energize it and to bring it back into balance. And normally that'll take no more than five minutes. If it takes more than five minutes, then obviously uh, we've got issues. She goes, I've had this uh, program on for 20 minutes and it's still out of whack. (laughs) Oh, my God, which made me laugh. I was like, wait till you get to my sacral chakra. (laughs) But I came home and I, I Googled heart chakra and physical ailments with a out of whack chakra and believe it or not it actually points to your lungs and bronchitis and and breathing issues absolutely mind-blowing honestly and talk about coming home she did say after your first treatment take it easy I was like yeah yeah I'm just gonna like pop into weight rows because my mum wanted her 11 pound 25 bog roll 24 rolls from weight Rose. Yes we are the only family in the world that lives very far from a Waitrose. I live in Coventry. Our nearest Waitrose is in Kenilworth. Google how far Kenilworth is from Coventry. It's not down the road mate, but often very uh, every every kind of couple of weeks I'll I, I tell a lie. Every month or so, we have to go to Waitrose to buy mum's bog roll because she feels their bog rolls are bigger than the average bog roll. So we have to go to Waitrose to buy 24 bog rolls at £11.25. And sometimes she has vouchers. So then you get £2.50 off. So that is £9.50 for 24 bog rolls from Waitrose. Yes, I wipe my ass with Waitrose toilet paper. Whilst well, so you people buy Aldi bog roll. <laughs> So there, and I don't have any issues with that. I've told you, I am a snob when it comes to products. I am. Chanel Mademoiselle. Oh my gosh. That is the only perfume that I will ever wear. Coco Chanel Mademoiselle. It's all finished now, but uh, it's ridiculously priced now, isn't it? It used to be like £75, £85, £95. Now it's £125, £150. Because I, I also am a snob when it comes to perfume. I do not do the toilets. Eau de toilette is what I call it. I know they get eau de toilette when you go to the... Well, when you used to go to the department stores. who goes to department stores anyway. There aren't any left, are they? Well, maybe in, in Oxford Street, Central London, but not Coventry, love. We ain't got no bloody department stores. We've got boots and uh, eau de toilette. Madam, would you like eau de toilette or eau de parfum? And I, I want the perfume, obviously. Uh, so yeah so uh, I always have the best money or not I have to have the best if I'm gonna have fish fingers they have to be bird's eye don't give me weight roast fish fingers although I must say I did try the weight roast fish fingers and to be honest they weren't bad although I will only eat cod fish fingers even at the chippy I only get cod and not haddock and fish fingers have to be cod and not bollocks (laughs) Did I say bollocks? I meant pollocks. Pollocks is bollocks because pollocks is just shit. It's just shit fish, really. And cod is very expensive because it's becoming rare. So who knows? Uh, They might start cell growing it like I've just heard uh, from my sister actually in San Francisco. She sent me me this link about there's a company now uh, creating chicken from stem cells and they're going to start growing chicken in labs. And Richard Branson is a, a silent investor in it or or he's bought shares in it or something like that so yeah that's interesting isn't it but yeah why not why not grow cod and my mum was really confused going why are they going to grow the chicken I'm like maybe it's cleaner mum maybe like you know no diseases and then I went no chemicals and then went well actually going back off change your life maybe they might use chemicals to make it taste better so who knows (laughs) I, I just feel sorry for the the future generations because they're not going to get to experience real life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for me, real life, life was hard in the seventies. It was hard because we have spam out of tins, you know, and we didn't have all this foo-foo luxury, you know, stuff or gastro pubs and all that kind of stuff. But life was good and life was authentic and, and real. And we grafted and everything was great. And the poor, future generations are going to be eating like insects and grown chicken and fish and stuff. It just doesn't make sense, does it really? No. But that don't stop me being a, a snob. I don't know when I started becoming a snob. I think I do actually, because my Pua, which is my dad's sister, my Pua and Pops, you know, the ones that yeah lived in with nearest in Gravesend. I've grown up with them. They're like my dad and mum number two, like they're amazing, and I practically grown up there. So every kind of Christmas holiday, summer holiday, Easter holiday, half term holiday, any holiday, we would always be at Booji Popojis with Ram, Amin, and Cam. Ram being me and him being very very close. We're first cousins. And uh, we're like practically the, the the maddest, weirdest brother and sister relationship ever, uh, like best buddies and all that kind of business. Yeah, and Boji has always, always, always been a snob. <laughs> Everything has to be Marks and Spencers. Her daughter's a snob, Marks and Spencers. I had the chicken argument with her. Like, how, how how is it that you can tell me that a Tesco chicken is different to a Marks and Spencer chicken? And she was blue in the face going, well, you know, the Marks and Spencer chicken is much more expensive because it's better. I'm like, but why? It's the same chicken that was running around the field. Uh, and in those days, I didn't really understand much about the organics and about the corn fed. And I think that's the kind of route she was going down. But I don't even think herself she knew. She just knew. She just knew, like my poor, if you spend more money on on everything uh, and it's got posh packaging, uh, then it's got to be better. And I think I kind of learned that from her. But no, I do think sometimes brands do make a difference. They do. I'm sorry. I, can't, I, I just can't get with the... Lidl's and the Aldi's uh, and Tesco's own, Sainsbury's own. I can't do it. I can't. I have to have premium luxury brands. So, you know, like I bought plain flour, McDougall's, plain flour. I wouldn't buy the Tesco one. The Tesco one was 55p. McDougall's was £1.95, but I still, I still bought the McDoodles, McDoodles, McDoodles. And I, uh, if I'm buying biscuits, Sorry, but it's McVitie's. I don't buy Tesco digestives. Not that I buy digestives. I mean, if I had the power, I would be buying every week custard creams and chocolate bourbons. I don't buy them in the fear of eating them. Once a chocolate bourbon packet is open, it lasts only two days. So I don't buy it. Uh, If I bought white bread, I'd eat the loaf in three days. I Don't buy it. Going back to change your life. I forgot to tell you last week, a good alternative for a sandwich, if you're a sandwich person like me, I love sandwiches. Ham sandwich, cheese sandwich, chicken roll sandwich, um, I don't know, any egg sandwich. I used to use these organic corn crackers, right? I've got this weird name, they're a green packet. And I would use them to make sandwiches and they're delicious with butter. Try it, honestly. So going back to brands, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Hovis, I buy Hovis bread, not Tesco bread. And all and vigera 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 Coca Cola, not cheap Coke, not the bottle that says Cola on it, and it's going to cost me twenty nine p, because no, it has to be proper authentic Coca Cola. Uh, Me talking about me being a food snob wasn't on my agenda. I want to go back to the the machine, so you know the bright bio resonance machine. I can't believe even my heart chakra. I had it done again yesterday, and she still said uh, your heart chakra hasn't coming to balance yet. Anyway, the machine got here and it's at my home now. I went to see her yesterday and she programmed all my cards and I've started doing the bioresonance programs at home. And so far, so good. On Monday, let me tell you, I went to Waitrose, got the bog roll, got bits and bits. Whilst I was doing my shopping, I felt like these really warm waves going up and down my body, up and down my body. And I felt like I was doing things in slow motion, like I'd had three glasses of whiskey. And I'm like, what is going on here? Or I felt a little bit like I'd had the marijuana, like in Amsterdam, and this wasn't actually normal. Because I felt like a warm, fuzzy sensation. It wasn't like I was drunk. But I was really entirely relaxed and my body wouldn't want to move how I wanted it to move. So I had to move myself out of weight rows. I got out of weight rows, got home, somehow managed to stick stick some lunch down me because I was starving. And check this. I slept in my bed like a log four hours straight, four hours. And it wasn't like a normal sleep. It was like a really heavy, deep, deep, deep sleep, like my whole bed body. Felt really relaxed, but like lead, like I didn't move. When I woke up, I had marks all over my face. And then felt really revitalised when I woke up. And then again, I went to bed about 9.30, 10 that night and slept through the night again and woke up in the morning entirely refreshed. It was amazing. It really was. So today I've had two treatments at home and I do a treatment a day. One one treatment is two hours and 35 minutes. <laughs> I know, and the other one is one hour ten minutes. So the two and a half hour one is the one that zaps all the stuff. Okay, it doesn't zap. That's wrong of me to say. It's where it does. Uh, it does the treatments. Okay, and it it, it pumps in all the different frequencies uh, at, at different vibrations uh, according to what needs to be shifted out of my body. Right. That's the better way to describe that because uh, I don't want to give the wrong picture. It doesn't zap anything. They're just frequencies going through the blanket. But the only worst thing with that was that you have to be, it has to be in contact with your spine and your torso. So I found it quite difficult lying back like that. So this morning, I actually propped myself up and it was great. I worked worked wonders. I actually had an hour and 10 minutes where I did some prayers. I did two types of meditation. I listened to some kirtan and it was awesome. And it's actually now forcing me to give myself time because I said to Vicky, Is it okay if I kind of sit up and maybe, I don't know, do some writing, do some journaling or do do this, that and the other? She says you can, but really what you want to do is just relax and allow what is happening to happen and be in a relaxed state and she makes sense, I guess. If your mind is gonna be scattered all over the place, then the frequencies aren't gonna really gonna be able to do their job right. So then I'm resigned to the fact that every single day, one day two and a half hours, one day one hour, ten minutes. I will give myself time to just close my eyes, to meditate, to let whatever is happening happen, uh, to listen to Kirtan, to do some prayers, to do some gratitude. Amazing. I feel like this time has been cleared for me by God. And God has said, listen, love, I've been wanting you to meditate for ages and do gratitude work and, uh, you know, be mindful and give yourself some just time to be with you. I always say, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I never do. So this has now cleared the way for me to do this every single morning for the next six months, because I've got this machine for six months. See the way the universe works and how God works. And yes, God is still kind of around. <laughs> I'm not a hardcore uh God-y person and I don't pray 10 times a day. I do a loose prayer in the morning. Sometimes I don't even do a prayer. I just say, all right, God, what's happening?" Uh, Do let me know that you are here still, and uh, maybe give me a couple of signs and this, that, and the other. So nothing major, and that's good enough for me. Just to have God in my radar. Uh, I am reading the Adi Granth, and very, very interesting. So that I've got a bookshelf uh, to the right of me right now in this office. I've had this office for quite a few years now, where I used it when I had my own radio station, Love Asia Radio. I started here in my bedroom. It's not my bedroom, actually. It's a, it's a box room. And the box room was my nunny's. Um, Unfortunately, she passed away. And then post that, we made it into an office area where mum does her prayers here sometimes as well. And we have a bookshelf and stuff. And that book started staring at me. You know, once I had the God revelation, Adi Grant, Adi Grant, because I, okay, whatever happened, happened. And I, I just thought in my mind, why not, if i if i don't understand what i'm talking about why not learn about all types of religions religions my religion is sikhism i was born into sikhism but i don't know what the holy book says i don't even know what they say when i go to the gurdwara i already told you the belly body say it Satanam. i don't know what it means so i thought why not learn a little bit more i you know i i want to learn about uh, the guru granth sab i want to learn about the quran i want to learn the, the bible i would not learn it off by heart But I'd like to read about it because I'm interested in the different religions. And I've always maintained this, always maintained that, you know, there's only one God. There's only one. There's not hundreds of. I've said this before. There's not hundreds of gods that this world has created. You know, the the Hindus, they've got so many different gods and goddesses. We've got Jesus Christ, son of God. We've got Allah. We've got good. You know, we've got 10 gurus in our camp over here. So are they all God? They're not God. So which one is the God? they're not are they they're just messengers of god we are god because god is within us so i'd like to read about all these religions and their gods because i want to know where this god is there's only the one god so you i know that each religion believes that their god is god but it can't be because the other religion is saying their god is this god and your god is that god and my god is my god which one really is the god but I'm not d- dissing any of them. I'm respecting all of them and I'm just going to go on a path of, of of learning. But really, God, like I said, is, is within me and my path is about love and kindness. If you can show love and kindness to yourself and love and kindness to others, that is good enough for me about loving God and being God because that's all God wants. He just wants everyone to be love. And if you are love, then you will get love, you will give love, you will attract love and love will change the world. And if you're kind to people around you, those people will go and be kind to others and it will cause a chain reaction where everyone is working on love and kindness. I was with Cornelius yesterday and it was an amazing session and we we time and time again uh, were chanting, I'm here to make a change in this world from within. I am here to make a change in this world and I'm doing that from within with love and kindness listen again I am here to make a change in this world and he maintains if you as yeah you as a person can make a positive change in this world and create that chain reaction and another person also maintains and accepts that they're here to make a positive change in this world from within with love and kindness and if everyone did that would this world not change? Wouldn't it be a better future for, for all the future generations of humans that are going to descend to this earth plane? I am here to make a change in this world. I've maintained that maintained that for many, many years. And I'm I'm just a one-man person. I can't do it myself, but I've done as much as I can. And I've still got lots more to do to try and make changes. I have made changes in people's lives just by saying stuff that in the past that I didn't even know. People used to come to me and say, Missy, you said something on the radio and you changed my life. And I don't even know what I said. And they told me and I'm like, wow, that, you know, I just kind of like said that. But they said, well, what you said was profound. From that day onwards, I decided to live. So stuff like that. If you're always full of love and kindness and you are here to make a change in this world and your life is steered in a way where you are doing good things, positive things, no negativity, no gossip, no bullshit. So, you know, stop criticising people, stop judging people, stop uh, looking at other people and and kind of go, huh, they're like this and who, they're like that and I want to be like them and why they got this and why haven't I got this and, you know, why she got this boyfriend and I haven't got this boyfriend and why has he got that car and I haven't got that car and why they got 10 properties and I haven't got 10 properties give it up. With them having the cars and the properties and the boyfriends, it doesn't enhance their life. It's just something that is uh, on display to the world. But do you know what's going on really within that person? No, you don't. You don't. But it's your job to make you happy and make others happy and do things for other people to make them happy and share love and kindness. Give to people. Do charitable work from the heart so you do it because it makes you happy, not because you want something back. Or you don't do charitable work to make things better. What really, really, really gets on my nerves is when people are ill, like me, and then we are told, I've been told umpteenth times by so many aunties, kar, and you'll be okay. God will make you better if you pray. Uh, jindar hai na, rakla. Do a part at the Gurdwara, and it's all gonna be okay. Ritu, <laughs> Go to the Gurdwara and do Seva. If you do Seva, Seva basically means going to the Gurdwara and cooking and cleaning and washing the dishes and doing Seva, you know, serving in all sorts of ways. Then God will make you better. No, man, because you are doing that because you are asking for something back. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. It truly doesn't. But I know so many people that do Seva because they want something back from this apparent God. I'm on the search for this God, honestly, Uh, but I guarantee if I sat in a room with one person from each faith in this entire world, we wouldn't get anywhere because each and every one of them would maintain that their higher being in their religion is God. There can't be that many gods. Or is there a book that tells me, or is there some kind of written scripture somewhere that tells me? All these people amalgamated as one are God. So maybe they've got like, you know, like, um who is it? That, that Hindu person that's got all the different heads. Is it Ravan? Uh, maybe that could be God with all the different heads of all the different religions, with all the different heads of that religion who are, oh God. It all gets complicated, you see? I'm just being logical. I've always been a logical person. See, there I go again. I have right in front of me. My podcast, again, I produced it. Like I'm going to be talking about this, 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 this. And what happened? I went off on a God tangent. (laughs) By the way, lots of people have messaged me in all sorts of social media and gave me a lot of feedback on Change Your Life. I said, all that stuff you said, Missy, was really, really interesting. Can you give us some more food stuff? some more food advice, maybe some recipes and and everything you said all makes sense. Well, yeah, I guess I can do that. The, I mean, the stuff that I covered then, I didn't cover everything. There's so much more to anti-inflammatory foods, eating clean and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. But can I also maintain that I am not a nutritionalist? <laughs> and it's just stuff that really helped me to, uh, to lose weight. The aim wasn't to lose weight. The aim was to bring down the inflammation in my body and generally I felt a lot, lot better eating clean. But i got to warn you, when I did do that, it took over my life. The The finding of the recipes, the research into foods, the going out, going to get the certain types of ingredients you needed to make things from scratch, So as you know, I made my seasonings from scratch. I bought, I checked every single packet for, so it didn't have this, 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 this in it. So you can get stuff like that, but it's, it's premium prices and it costs a lot, a lot of money. And it costs a lot, a lot of time for you to have healthy breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between. I used to make these, uh, kind of things made out of dates. Yeah. Dates. I used to buy a box, especially around Eid time, because all the Indian shops and the Pakistani shops, uh, they would have dates. And there's a particular type of one that really tastes like, literally like toffee, caramel. So I'd go and buy a big box and make it out of dates. Uh, I can't remember what I used to put in it to put into the food processor to make it like toffee-like. And then I'd put things like nuts in it. There's nuts in there. Um, I can't remember what else was in there. Coconut, coconut. And then I would make them, put a hole in them. They're like mini, like mini, mini, tiny, tiny, mini, mini donut type shapes. And then I dip it in dark chocolate. I tell you, anyone that ever ate those, they were absolutely going crazy over them. And they would just steal them out of my fridge. They were amazing. My mum loved them. The flapjacks I made were amazing. I used to make them. I remember vaguely... Oh, oats uh, with banana and honey, all types of nuts, and flower seeds. Uh, there'd be a bit of salt in there as well. Uh, and I'd put chocolate chips in there, dark chocolate nibs, absolutely off the Richter scale. And they would last a couple of weeks. I'd, I'd batch cook them. I would make crackers out of some kind of flour. I can't remember what it was, but it was gluten free. Oh my God, there was just so much. I used to make steel oats porridge, <laughs> which I kind of <laughs> gifted some to my friend, Daljit, best, bestie Daljit. And cause yours, everything, like, I want that as well. So I got it her. She came back. She was like, absolutely disgusting. That was disgusting. So was like, it wasn't disgusting. I love it, but it is an acquired taste. Steel oats are amazing for you. So there's just so many. Gilas. I don't know if you heard of Gilas. Gilas are absolutely delicious. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we can do some cooking programs. Mum is being introduced now. So maybe she, I learned on my cooking from my mum. So maybe you can learn from her. But all the change your life, the anti-inflammatory stuff is me. And obviously I do all the Jason Vale juicing as well. So maybe I can go through the juicing with you. But I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad that it helped you. And it kind of gave you ideas of how to kind of maintain a healthy eating Uh, But I'm telling you, healthy eating, just like just like going to the gym, actually, on a regular basis. It's hard to maintain. It all sounds glitzy on the outside and glamorous. And you go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go gym every day. And there are a few people few and far between that do every single day go to the gym. But to maintain that is quite hard. I find it hard anyway. And then the eating and then the washing and the chopping. I mean, just two days ago, I decided to make salt and pepper chicken wings with Singapore noodles. And I swear, it's a simple concept. Chicken wings, bake them, and the, the, you make them. The masala is like onions and peppers and chilies and bloody, bloody, bloody. It took me two hours, people, to prepare the stuff. So chop the onions. And two types of onions. I needed one set for the noodles and one for the chicken. Then red pepper, red chilies, green chilies. What else did I need? I needed garlic, a whole bunch of it. Then I had to make the liquid for the noodles just to prepare the stuff. The cooking took me 10 minutes. To make the noodles, five minutes. Make the actual salt and pepper wings, five minutes all in a wok. The preparation, the cutting... The sourcing, the putting it together and amalgamating it all is the issue, people. OK, but we'll go through that. Let's do mum's one on Monday. I do have Opie's podcast that I recorded a good two months ago, probably even more than now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a drama, a big drama trying to edit the shit, man. It's not shit. It's not shit, Missy. Stop being horrible. I tell you, it's a big, big drama trying to edit a guest podcast And I've already told you the quality is rubbish because of Zoom and I've been looking into other modalities (laughs) and I can't find one. So I will get that AP one out to you. I promise in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Am I going to carry on with guests? What if if you can come up with something that is going to give me a clear podcast, even in audio and video, then I will look into it. I am thinking of actually to possibly do this as a a visual thing as well but i don't know if i'm gonna start doing that because that becomes a bit of a nightmare as well with editing on, on video which i'm i i gotta put my hands up i'm great on the audio stuff because i learned it from being in radio video production video editing video lighting green screens isn't my forte uh I, and really, it's just a bit of a headache. I'm not looking to do headachey stuff because I've got loads of other stuff in line that I have to get on with. At the moment, I'm comfortable doing this. We'll do the audios. I might start doing some lives maybe on Insta or or, or a YouTube, which won't require editing. And we can just get like a ring light or something and maybe do that. Also, it's, it's, it's a headache having to get dressed for video. Not that you have to get dressed for video, but then really you do. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's always going to be there. What I've realized now is when I look at stuff from the past, sometimes you just do things without thinking. But it does leave like a stamp in history, doesn't it? What you look like, what you said, all that kind of business is always going to be there visually. Audio lead to as well. This audio is going to be out there in, you know, in the in Internet world forever. You know, if I pop off, you'll still listen to these podcasts. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's worse because I've got a great radio voice. So I don't really mind. <laughs> got to blow my own trumpet, right? But visually, am I comfortable? Not really. I will always constantly adjust my hair, think my face is looking fat. I look awful. Put on my bigger uh, sunglasses. You know, they're not sunglasses, actually. They are actually very focal glasses. Those silver glasses you see me, there. Also react to light repeats, so they change with the, the light and stuff like that. A lot of people think I'm walking around with sunglasses in my home or wherever I go out. They're not sunglasses. They're actually very focal spectacles. The frames cost me £10 from China. <laughs> the actual lenses cost about 200 and something quid, but well worth it. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, at the moment, let's just stick to podcasting. I know I had a lot of people in line and I still do and i will do them but let me just get on with i guess i had a bit of a glitch as well right that 6 7 week thing period really really didn't help oh by the way i have to mention remember i mentioned last week about cornelius when i said i'm going to have to leave because of the machine i have to pay for the bioresonance machine and he said he said he would uh, gift me membership he didn't say for how long guess what he got back to me and he, you, you're just this is going to blow you away i honestly thought right cuz on his website there's a thing. uh, Let me see. Where is it? Is it here? Yeah. So if you go to join memberships and plans, there is one that is called da 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 da. da, It's not here now. There is one that you can actually gift us to people. Or is there a donate? There's a donate button and you can gift a membership to someone and you give them a whole month of membership. I've actually done that myself for someone. Right. So I thought, okay, he's going to give me a month membership. God bless him. When I checked my portal, because I'm on the website, but you're not going to believe this, right? The man not only gave me a month of free membership, he has given me membership till December 2023. Exactly. Do you find people like this in this world? This is the kind of person that, that, that turns me on. This is the kind of human that I want to be. This is what real humanity is about without even blinking an eyelid, without any thought of like, you know she potentially could bring me this amount of money in the next seven months he just went here you go membership till december but his biggest thing is you must keep going with this so i promised him i replied back with an email and said you're an absolutely amazing person and i will continue doing this as much as i can i can't do it every single day i try and do sunday to thursday he doesn't do it friday uh, and I don't think he does. He does do a Friday, but it is five o'clock in the morning. And then he doesn't do it on a Saturday. And there are sometimes a few days that I have to miss. But he's an absolutely mind blowing person, honestly, and so humble. So, so humble. So thank you, Cornelius Christopher, for just being such a human. Like most people would do that and they'd probably want something back. He doesn't want anything. He just wants to heal me and he doesn't want to heal me because it says that every single day. He says he's not there to heal anyone. We all have the power to heal ourselves. He's just there to help us heal. And he dedicates not one hour, several hours during the day. He does different sessions during the day. And if if he has to... He will do one-to-one sessions with people that are going through a really bad patch in their life. So, for example, if they're on suicide alert or something like that, then he will take time out to work with them. He then has to go through thousands upon thousands of emails and work on the websites and all that kind of stuff. So it's a 24-hour job and he pumps that into for one reason, one reason only, and that is to help humans across the world to heal and to make a change in this world. He's hugely, hugely passionate about making a change in this world. And if we all took that upon ourselves, and did truly from our hearts, then we could probably truly make a difference to this world. Anyway, I'm not going to go on about Cornelius, because I know you think I'm obsessed. And I don't care if you think I'm obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I'm just kind of sharing what he shares with me so that it keeps you in the loop so that you understand why I need Cornelius in my life. Oh, by the way, talking about updates as well, Jesus Christ, life is hard. (laughs) Well, it isn't really, but the EMF stuff, right? The telephone thing and keeping away from electronic magnetic fields. God damn. So ever since I've taken off the Apple Watch, I have felt better and I haven't... Put it back on, just because I don't want to, right? And then the phone, <laughs> as much as I can, I've kept my phone on airplane mode, and I'm getting so many complaints from so many people. Missy, I tried calling you. Nobody calls my phone. Honestly, I never get phone calls, and all of a sudden, I've got this high surge of people trying to call me, and they can't call because the phone's on airplane mode. I do get WhatsApp messages because, even on airplane mode, if you keep your Wi-Fi on, emails and uh, and apps and all that stuff it works, okay, which is still isn't good because I've still got the Wi-Fi on. I've still got the yeah radiation coming through. So sometimes I just try and either switch off my phone or I keep it on airplane mode, take off the Bluetooth, take off the Wi-Fi. The most difficult thing I'm finding at the moment is switching off my phone at night and leaving it outside my room for it to charge out there. I am the biggest sucker for going to sleep with my phone, reading, messaging, getting up, Uh, in the middle of the night, going pee, taking my phone, checking all social media, getting up early in the morning, if I'm awake, go sh- arm reaches straight for phone. And I can't do that because my phone's not with me. So that part is difficult. Not having my sonar speakers on behind me. I uh, Things are not as strict as what they were a week ago. I did put the sonar speakers on just the other day because we were watching the IFRA Awards and we wanted to kind of like an atmospheric atmosphere and the Sonos are still on. So uh, the EMF thing is very, very hard to do. My cousin actually been trying to call me all morning and I'm like, Ram, I got airplane mode on. And then I called him back and he never answered. But yeah, so But the thing is, right, to be totally honest with you, nobody even calls my phone anyway. I don't even know why I got a phone. I used to be right. The person where people got fed up of. I've told you this before. They used to call my phone a hot rod. Thousands and thousands of people call me every single day. That's when I was in the height of my radio career. Text messages, WhatsApp messages, telephone calls, and people that used to go out with me—they couldn't have a conversation with me because my phone would be going ding, 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 ding all the way through, and they'd get fed up and say, "Just switch your phone off," <laughs> and I'd get really like <laughs> jittery, going, "If I switch it off, whose phone call am I going to miss?" And now, to be honest with you, since I've come off radio, since I've been ill gotta be honest, nobody calls me. I do get WhatsApp messages. I do get WhatsApp messages from a few, a handful of people. I do get the social media messages, but actual telephone call, not really, to be honest. So that's why I'm not so worried because if I put it on airplane mode, the important phone calls that if it's important for me, say the hospital calls, they will always leave a message or if it's, who else is going to call me? (laughs) No one else is going to call me. Doctors, Hospitals, consultants, all that bullshit. Maybe Vicky, she does actually, Vicky doesn't even call me. She emails me and the rest is all WhatsApp. So maybe I should just give up. Just, just give up my phone. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I reckon I could live without my phone. Could you live without your phone? I bet you couldn't, but I could. I reckon I could live without my phone. I could live without social media. I have thought about that quite a few times actually should I just deactivate my accounts if you do deactivate it though it's a nightmare to rebuild it up again so (laughs) that makes me feel a little bit jittery because you do need it in this day and age but do you really need it maybe you don't I don't know I could live without that I think as well yeah I don't think I could live without my laptop could I live without the internet no because I think a lot of the knowledge that I pick up um I pick up from googling unfortunately but to be honest with you, I used to be one of those kids that love reading the encyclopedias. I did. I liked reading an encyclopedia and I liked learning about different things. And it's kind of instant at your fingers, isn't it, really? If you want to know anything, you just go put it in Google. And half the time, you don't even have to spell it properly because it autocorrects it all for you. And you get the instant information about anything that you want. You know, even recipes are a big one for me. So how do you cook this? What about this? Blah, blah. I mean, Recently, I've been uh, trying to work out how to make a boha pancake. And I've just come across also, apparently it's a new internet rage, is rice waffles. So, you know, like leftover, maybe even egg fried rice or just boiled rice. Apparently, if you make it in a waffle maker, they taste delicious. You get crispy, like pancake, waffly type things, and you can make it into all kinds of savoury lunches and dinners and stuff. So I'm obsessed with food. And I think if I let this carry on, this podcast, The Journal of Missy D, it'll probably start, it'll probably end up being, let's come and cook with Missy D um and then probably go on to the whole video thing it was actually madhuri that suggested that madhuri i've known for many many years uh, who is the sister of kushti kushti was a club promoter back in the day i've known him from and then obviously came across his sisters and stuff and she was chatting to me the other day and she's like missy i love all your stuff and uh she's talking about this that and the other as we always do and she's like listen love you got to get onto like a video with your mum." just chatting and jutting with her and cooking and cucking with her. And maybe I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And mum loves doing a shade or shiny. I like doing mine. Singing. She goes, yes, yeah, singing would be great as well. So but she reckons it will be like a, a great visual thing. So that's the route possibly we could be going down. But let's just uh, <laughs> let's brace ourselves <laughs> for the next the next podcast, which will be me and mum. <laughs> yes, I have no idea where it's going to go. I may even pre-produce it. But as you know, my pre-produce stuff doesn't go how it's supposed to go. <laughs> my mother is as bizarre and as random as I am, honestly. <laughs> but we're not sheep of the same flock. Uh, that's more of a daughter's. So we'll talk about that next week because she's more like my two sisters. I'm not like my mum. <laughs> you may find uh, a bit of arguing, <laughs> a bit of sarcasm, a bit of taking the piss (laughs) but I think that's just how me and her are Uh, so you'd either love it or hate it but I do look forward to seeing you again next Monday thank you very much for being so good and listening to this podcast honestly when I look at the stats I'm like I bet no one's listened to it I bet there's not even one zero listener but you're all listening to it and you're all giving me feedback and the best part is you're loving it not once touch wood Actually, I'm not, I'm not even going to go down that route. I'm not. I'm not. It's all been good. It's all been good. Thank you, God, uh, for blessing me with such an amazing audience and such an amazing podcast. The Journal of Missy D 3.0 with me, Missy D, and Ritu 3.0. We thank you for listening. I love you. And I should catch you same time, same place, <sighs> next Monday with my mama. Uh-oh. Ah, sweet. Thank you. you love me. Missy D. CD.